I have a story of something that terrified me as a young kid and until today I hadn't told anyone. When I was a kid, around 7 or 8, I picked up the habit of getting on the phone and listening in on phone calls of other people. My parents had just got one of those new cordless phones and my sister and I were allowed to each have one in our rooms. I would occasionally listen to my sister's calls of gossip or my mom talking to her friends. Normally, I'd pick up right after the call was answered and would immediately mute the phone. Most of the time, I became bored and would get right back to playing Nintendo 64. It was the excitement of no one knowing I was there that made it fun, at least until the night that I felt someone knew I was there, and that's when I stopped doing it. It was a weeknight during the summer, around midnight. I hadn't been able to sleep, so I was quietly playing video games in the dark with the sound off. The phone rang and I immediately got excited. Who would be calling this late and for what reason? I waited till the ringer stopped and I immediately picked up the phone and muted it. I heard my dad saying, No, no, I think you have the wrong number. The guy responds, Nah, man, let me talk to Chris. My dad kept insisting, You have the wrong number. No one lives here by that name. Please do not call back. My dad hangs up the phone, but I stay on. I then hear loud breathing for a couple seconds, followed by him saying, I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna fucking kill you. Then hung up. It's like he sensed that someone was still listening on the line. I never understood why originally normal sounding guy who was looking to talk to a friend would oddly say that on the phone and in that tone of voice. That night I didn't sleep and I quickly turned off the TV so that it wouldn't shine through the window and draw attention. After this, I no longer picked up the phone to listen in. So creepy guy who called and told me that he was going to kill me, let's never meet. Well, this isn't nearly as creepy as other stories on here, but it still freaks me out to this day. A little background, this happened my freshman year in high school, so about 4 or 5 years ago. I don't want to say that I wasn't well liked, but I guess you could say I pretty much flew under the radar. Hell, hardly anyone knew my actual name. It pretty much goes without saying that I hardly had any friends, so it couldn't have been one of them trying to play a prank on me. Anyway, it was probably around midnight when my phone started to ring. It was from a blocked number, which is creepy in its own right, so I let it ring and go to voicemail. I didn't expect the caller to leave a message, seeing that blocked and unknown callers usually don't, so I was pretty apprehensive to listening to it. Curiosity got the best of me however, so I decided to go for it. I figured there was no harm in it. It was probably a wrong number, right? The instant I heard the voice, I felt a sense of fear that was entirely foreign to me. It was a male voice, a deep, gravelly voice that was seething with rage. It also seemed familiar as if maybe I went to school with this person, but I couldn't place my finger on it. The voice not only addressed me by name, but also told me that they knew where I lived. They called me a snitch, telling me that I had gotten them expelled and that snitches die. They threatened to come in my backyard while I was asleep and kill my dog and then kill me. I thought about telling my parents about it, but I didn't want to anger whoever had called me. I never got another call like that again, 
and nothing ever happened. But damn, that scared the shit out of me. For some background information, about two years ago, I had to go to a psychiatric facility so that I could deal with my depression issues. At this time, I was a 14-year-old girl. I was in the hospital for three days when all of this started. The third day I was there, I woke up with an awful stomach ache. I convinced the nurses to let me stay and from activities and sleep off the pain. So I'm alone in the hospital, plus the staff. When the patient phone starts ringing, I run over to answer it, thinking it was my boyfriend calling. But instead, it's a man's voice that I didn't recognize. Can I talk to Sandra? I was the only patient there, so I said she wasn't here. Alright, thanks. Who is this? The voice sounded a lot like my friend's dad, who I had just met the night before during visiting hours. I told him my name. Figuring he would recognize it. What you in for? I told him it was personal. This started to raise some red flags for me because I told my friend's dad why I was in there the night before. Did you fight to get in here? Like, beat up any other girls? I said no, and I was quickly becoming creeped out. It took a few more personal questions for me to realize that there's no Sandra at the hospital. I wasn't sure on everyone's names, but I definitely hadn't heard Sandra before. I really started becoming uncomfortable, and I told him I had to go, and that was that. Visiting hours come around, and there's a phone call for me. A man asked for me, saying it was my dad, but my dad was sitting right next to me. I explained that he had called earlier, and my dad was pissed. He went over to the phone, and demanded to know who was calling. The man didn't say anything and hung up. After a couple more calls for me by name, I told the hospital staff. They became very concerned and we weren't allowed to answer the phones for a while. Apparently, a convicted rapist has been calling the mental hospitals for years now, getting the names of the girls who answer the phone. He then uses whatever information he learns from the girls and calls back continuously, posing as their dads or boyfriend. Apparently, he tried to pick up patients a couple times. The weirdest part is, when you call the hospital, you have to know the birthday of the person that you're trying to reach, or the staff won't put the call through. So, he somehow knew a bunch of crazy teenage girls' info, and used it to prey on us when we least expected it. It definitely freaked me the fuck out, seeing as he should have been the one in the hospital. Several years ago, I was off school for summer break. I was about 16 at the time. My younger siblings were both at sleepaway camp. My parents both worked full time and most of my friends were away. I ended up spending about a month alone at the house. Our phone system has always been a bit strange since one of the phones has never worked. I didn't realize it, but my dad had replaced the faulty phone. I spent my time eating and reading, lazing around the house. I started to notice something a bit strange happening with the phones. The phone would ring and I would pick up. Shortly after, the person on the other end would hang up. I didn't think anything of it, attributing it to strange phone system. 
Sometimes I would forget to pick up the phone and it would go straight to machine, which I would be able to hear and there was never a message left. I didn't particularly find it odd because there were a good deal of normal calls as well. Now, one weekend, I ignored one or two calls. I was too lazy to get up and pick the phone up. I heard the machine answer and no message was left. I assumed that if it was important, the person would have left a message. I was in my room reading and listening to music when I heard a creaking of the front door. I got up out of my room and walked out the long hallway towards the front door. I assumed the wind blew it open, but it was a sunny beautiful day and there's barely a breeze. Suddenly I froze. I heard the creaking of the floorboards, the wood in front of the door. Both parents were at work and no one should be coming over. I mustered up the energy and shouted out, Hello? I listened intently, waiting for a few minutes, and peeked around the hallway. No one was there, but the front door was wide open. I hurried over and slammed it shut. A few hours later, my parents came home. I explained the front door, trying to justify it, telling them that it must have been my mind playing tricks on me. They responded by saying I should really be careful because there has been robberies in the neighborhood in the last few weeks during the day when the robbers had checked that no one was home. I asked how they confirmed that no one was home and what my mom said still chills me. They simply call the houses to see if anyone would pick up. This story takes place in 2005, if I'm not mistaken. At the time I was still in college but my hometown was just a short drive away so I ended up working at my local library. This part is relevant because I believe the subject of the story contained my info through these means. I've had a number of creepy encounters with people, mostly men, throughout my life. I'm a straight male, but my short stature and boyish looks tend to attract a certain subset of creeps, though not as much as women have to suffer. I can at least say I understand the psychological terror it can instill. The library seemed like an epicenter for creeps. Like this creepy dude who wanted to paint me in private, which is in itself another story for another day. So one morning during summer of that year, after a pretty heavy night of drinking with some friends, I get a call from an unknown number. It's the 2000s, so I wasn't one to ignore calls at that time. And it was coming in a ridiculous early time so I worried it was something serious. Well, on the other end was this guy that sounded like he lacked confidence. You could hear the quivering in his voice. He asked if he could speak to, let's say Charles. It was concerning some kind of business proposal. I told him he got the wrong number, but he kept on insisting that it was okay and he would talk to me instead. Since this happened so long ago, and I was certainly hungover. I can't remember the details of what came next, except it was very persistent, somewhat nonsensical, and very annoying, so I hung up after a little bit. A week or two would go by without incident, but one early morning, and another hangover one at that, another call from a different unknown number, same MO, asking for someone I didn't know about a deal or a home being sold, whatever he could come up with, Again, I told him he got the wrong number, 
and this time promptly hung up on him after he went through his spiel that it was okay and he could talk to me instead. This started happening more frequently, seemingly at random since he wasn't consistent with what day he would call, but it was always super early. I still don't know why I continued to pick up an unknown number, but even with the unsettling nature of the calls, I still wasn't 100% creeped out. Until one morning when I got another call. Same setup, except after I once again told him that he got the wrong number and I didn't want to hear about another proposal or what. He said in a rather creepy whisper, I want to see your nether regions. I told him if he didn't stop, I was going to call the cops. I heard him stutter, and then he hung up himself. Never heard from him again. Now the reason why I think the library is relevant here is because the place is mostly run by elderly women. They were as sweet as can be, and I loved working for them. But they had a habit of trusting random weirdos with personal information about their staff. The creep who wanted to paint me, for example, learned my full name and what I was studying in school simply by asking one of them when they were stationed at my desk. I know it doesn't seem totally weird, but I felt like it was a breach of privacy. Especially after that same creep, knowing that I was immediately uncomfortable in his presence, began to come in and linger around me when I would be stationed at the checkout counter, including leaning in real close and breathing heavily onto me. Gross stuff like that. I wouldn't be surprised if the phone creep got my info the same way, if he and the painter weren't one and the same. So creepy morning phone call guy, let's not meet, and I'm very glad that we never have. This happened yesterday, and before anyone says this, yes, I know I'm stupid. I had just gotten home from work around 9pm, and I barely had time to take off my shoes when I get a phone call from some number I didn't recognize. I'm searching for new jobs, and I thought it might be one of those places that I was applying to calling me back. I pick up the phone, and it's some guy who says he's with some kind of third party detention center which, as he explained, was for low-risk inmates and were sent there when the local jails were busy or filled. That should have set off a nice red flag for me, but for whatever reason, it just made sense in my tired brain. I was getting ready to tell this guy that I wasn't interested in making a donation or anything like that when he says, this is, insert my full name. I confirm and he says that they're holding my boyfriend at this center saying my boyfriend's full name and giving me a dead description of him. I said what's going on since my boyfriend is supposed to be at work right now and the guy on the other end provides an explanation. He says my boyfriend had struck a pregnant woman with his car on his way to work and was four times the legal limit for blood alcohol. He said the woman was in critical condition and my boyfriend had a few broken ribs and broke his nose in the accident. I'm freaking out at this point and asked if I could speak to my boyfriend, which the man obliged. I was put on hold for a minute before my boyfriend picks up the line. This person on the other line was panicking, saying how it wasn't his fault and begged me not to tell his parents, again using my name. It didn't particularly sound like my boyfriend, but I figured it was because of his broken nose he supposedly had 
and his tone really helped sell it because it sounded so legitimate. The man from before comes back on the line before I can ask any questions and explains that they had to sedate my boyfriend since he began to panic and hyperventilate, which I was starting to relate to more and more by the second. The man on the other end tells me that I should come right away and that bail was set for $2,000, cash only. I stupidly tell him that I don't have that much and that maybe I have half of that. He tells me that it's fine and that I could work something out with the front office once I got there and to just bring what I have. Seemingly like he's trying to calm me down. He's giving me the address and I can barely hold a pen because my hands were shaking so badly and I'm very poorly trying to hold back tears. All of a sudden the door opens and my boyfriend walks in completely looking normal with no broken nose but more than a little confused as to why I was crying. I'm still on the phone with a man and ask him what the fuck he thinks he's doing, telling him how my boyfriend just walked in and the guy promptly hangs up. I tried to call him back a few times but I went directly to voicemail. I find out the power to the bar my boyfriend works at had gone out so his boss sent him home early and I've never been so grateful for a power outage. My boyfriend slept on the couch to keep watch, but unfortunately, I still couldn't sleep at night, so I decided to look up the name of the organization the man said he worked for. Big surprise, that turned up nothing. I then looked up the address he had given me on Google Maps and see that it's some random abandoned strip mall in the middle of a sketchy area that was about an hour and a half out of town. What really freaked me out about this whole thing was, the guy knew my number both me and my boyfriend's names, but it didn't sound like anyone I met before. I have no idea what would have been waiting for me there, but I'm counting my lucky stars right now. So to the guy who wanted to meet me for god knows what at a sketchy ass strip mall, let's not meet. This is my first post here, and I'd like to share something that happened to me when I was a kid. I was around 7 years old and very close to my aunt and uncle that lived a few towns over. We had a house phone and I was allowed to make calls to people that were in the address book. I would call them once a week just to know how they were doing and ask silly questions like how was your day, how are your dogs, or when are you coming to visit. One day I accidentally pressed the wrong number while dialing and called someone else. A lady answered the phone and I started talking as if I was talking to my aunt. I guess as a kid I didn't find much different in females voices. I asked her how she was. She said she was okay but asked what my name was because apparently my number appeared as unknown. I told her Tia this is pineapple yard. I'm using mom's phone. Her voice changed and she started talking to me like she knew me. Asked me questions about school which I found odd because she knew I was homeschooled which I corrected her and reminded her that I was homeschooled. This went for three days. Around the same time of day she would call. I would run to the phone and answer. We would talk for around a half an hour. My mom would only allow me to make calls for less than 10 minutes because it was expensive. So I told my aunt to call back when she wanted to talk because we couldn't pay the calls. We got close talking about her day, how she was a teacher. I told her about stuff I liked and never felt closer to her. Then one day, she asked me for my address. She said she had forgotten where I lived and wanted to take a visit. 
And that was a big red flag for me, as my uncle and aunt knew exactly where I lived. I got a bit scared and hung up. I started overthinking about weird stuff she had said to me, like if I had a boyfriend, or what was my favorite place to visit. Questions my aunt probably would not ask. Next time she called, I told her that she wasn't my tia and that we couldn't keep talking anymore, which she responded saying, You're too friendly. It's sad we can't be friends anymore, but I know where to find you. We will see each other soon. And then I hung up. I got scared. I went looking for my mom and told her I called the wrong number and that I hoped she didn't ground me. She checked the number in the caller ID and then the address book. The phone number was different from my aunt's by one number. It was a private phone, so it didn't appear in the big regional phone book. She called back, but no one picked up. I never told my mom what happened, just that I called the wrong number once, which was true. So creepy lady from my childhood, let's not meet, ever. Good friends of mine and I went to college together and stayed in the same dorms. It wasn't uncommon for dorm phones to ring from drunk dialers or just plain misdials. The dorm phone number was very similar and generally the person in the room would change from year to year. This particular friend of mine is athletic and is very good at the cold shoulder, so for the most part has never had any issues with creepers. She picks up the phone one night at 3am and there's a man on the other side of the phone. He identified himself by first name very readily. I think it was Joe. He asked for some other girl's name and she informed him rather sleepily that he had the wrong number and no such girl lived there. He asked what her name is and she gives it. He asked her the standard. So what are you wearing? She informs him flannel PJs and bids him a good night, thinking that that was the end of it. The next night, again about 3am, the phone rings and he asks for her by name. She informs him that she's not interested in speaking with him and not to call again. However, he didn't stop. He keeps calling her night after night. This is particularly worrisome because the dorm phone numbers are formatted such that you have a good idea where the room is by the number and vice versa. She spoke with a friend in the family who is a cop who agrees to chase a unit on the phone. Her relationship with her roommate isn't above cordial, so the roommate doesn't understand that the trace item needs to stay plugged in because this is a legitimate issue. Fast forward to winter break. She is spending time in my room but needs to go grab something in her room. While in her room, for just those brief minutes the phone rings. The call trace unit isn't plugged in. She is afraid that he's calling because he could see her room light from the street. At the time, I noticed a man walking through the hallway. Since that night, I've never known if that was someone caring for the dorms, doing around, or if it was a creeper. Fortunately though, my friend no longer picks up that phone. She's still spooked by men who sound like Joe and has never felt quite as safe as before.